Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, old, young, and everybody in between, welcome back to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast, episode 24. 24 episodes, and we've got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about the NFL Draft. Passed by this weekend, we'll give you kind of our insights on what we think the NFL Draft is going to do, how it's going to impact the NFL season, because some teams drafted well, some teams drafted like shit. We're going to talk about players in the NFL getting suspended. One name, big name in particular that everybody seems to know at this point. The NBA playoffs have moved on to the conference semifinal round. We will go over those matchups. Some games have already, some series have already uh, gotten underway. And we've uh, we've got a full month into the baseball season. A full month of action. We're going to break down that a little bit, talk about all the sports in general. Maybe a little Formula One, Jared. I'll, I'll be at the event this weekend. All kinds of stuff. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let's just jump straight into the action. back for episode 24 we had not bad we're doing not bad over here uh how do you doing how you doing uh i'm doing okay jared because i am a converted broncos fan and the broncos drafted i don't know average like not not to the point where i'd be pissed about it Whereas there's some teams in the NFL that are just just livid with how their team performed or how their team drafted. I mean, you got some teams on here that they needed help in certain positions and they just didn't get the help that they needed. Uh, a lot of graft, graft. I was about to say graft grades, draft grades. A lot of draft grades have the commanders close to the bottom looking at a team like that where they draft a receiver they draft a defensive tackle they draft a running back it's like when you're a team that's that low on the totem pole you need to start from the line back and yeah they got a defensive tackle in the second round it looks like or their second pick at least that team needed to draft an offensive lineman but for us, the Denver Broncos, uh, according to this article that we're looking at, which is it's similar to a lot of the other grades I've seen for the Broncos, B-plus for the Denver Broncos. So could be worse, Jared. I could be a lot more pissed off about how the Broncos decided to go about their draft. Interestingly enough, the Broncos were relatively defensive heavy. They took an edge rusher with their first pick, which was actually all the way in the second round. They took a corner, a defensive tackle, a safety, a defensive tackle, a corner. So they took a lot of defensive guys, and then the only other help they got on offense was a center, a tight end, and a wide receiver. First of all, Jared, why did the Broncos just love drafting tight ends? Like, why? I know you have to have a tight end on the field, but what's like what's the obsession we, with tight ends? I don't know, because we really haven't had – like a legit, like a super legit tight end since Shannon Sharp. I guess we had Julius Thomas, but like I think Julius Thomas was just he was a like a hybrid tight end too. He, like was, he was like and barely. He was, like a, he was a product of Peyton Manning. Correct. He was like you could have been fucking anybody. Could have JV, JV yeah. at South High School, and Peyton was still you still would have got eight in the league that year. Correct. Because he would have just ran and got found when you were wide open. Um, I don't know. Broncos are weird. We like drafting receivers too. It seems like we always we always draft receivers. Yeah, like I, every, we, we do decent on that, but I don't know. It's hard to be mad at the Broncos because of it's like you can't like how good is your draft going to be when your first pick is all the way at 66 or whatever in the second round? Like you're going to have a bad ish mediocre draft that, yeah, you can make the most of the picks, but the Broncos got Russell Wilson, so you can't sit there and complain about it. 
According to a lot of the draft grades, the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Jets are getting high marks for how they went about drafting this year. The Ravens taking uh, safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame with their first pick. Jets taking a corner sauce Gardner from Cincinnati with their first pick. And then the Jets were able to use their next pick, I believe a first round pick to get Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver from Ohio State. Those two picks are really good. And, you know, you could sit there again and complain about the Jets not taking an offensive lineman to protect Zach Wilson. Everybody criticized the Bengals for taking Jamar Chase instead of an offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow. Look how that worked out for them. So, I don't know. They got their corner in Sauce Gardner. They got a receiver in Garrett Wilson. We all agree that this year's draft was relatively underwhelming from a star position perspective, right? I mean, the first quarterback taken was Kenny Pickett at, uh, what, 20, 21 or something to the Steelers, which, by the way, Jared, shocked. The only only first-round quarterback, yep. And that shocked a lot of people that he was the first one taken. Shocked a lot of people like a ton of people everybody had Malik Willis as their first quarterback taken off the board and the Steelers said you know we don't want the mobile guy we want the tall white guy <laughs> he, he he is mobile though no he can run I mean mobile. Malik Willis he's, is faster but yeah he's yeah but he's the fake slide guy mm-hmm. and I, I like a, I like a quarterback that's only kind of mobile like a because, like a Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> ben. or like a Pat, or like a Patty Mahomes. You know, he's like running. He's not Lamar yeah. Jackson. running is not he's his not first Jackson. option. Like Lamar, no. yeah, yeah. And there's something about to be said about that where they they trust the the process of throwing more before they try to make a scramble happen. Because the NFL people fucking close. I'm not saying so. I'm hoping that you know a guy like Kenny Pickett shows up. There. I'm just worried about Kenny Pickett because apparently his hands are like fucking baby hands, micro hands. I, I literally don't care at all. You I think, that I think <laughs> that means he's got a ton of confidence when he looks down. You know yeah. Saying? Yeah. Tiny hands. Think about it. I'm just, Hey, <laughs> I think, uh, I think the whole hands and the fucking 40 yard dash and the, it's all important for some positions. I guess straight line speed for receivers is kind of important, but let's be honest, Jared, when does a receiver at any point in the game, find himself running, from a stopped position, 40 yards as fast as he can at a straight line. Yeah, hardly ever. Without like, any yeah, without yeah, any yeah, contact or any, any or, yeah. yeah, or any type of one cut, know, anything. Little, little single move. Yeah, exactly. Hardly ever. Like I I get it. I know it shows the straight line speed, but at the end of the day, I don't like I don't care how small your fucking hands are when you're a quarterback. I don't care how high you jump. I don't care how fast you run. Uh, I care about how fast you run a little bit, but I care about how accurate you are, how good your pocket presence is, how good your leadership skills are. And if your hands are, if you were born with dwarf hands, I wouldn't give a shit. If you threw a dime, if you throw the ball, the tight spiral into a bucket, 50 yards down the field, I don't care how big your hands are. So I guess the hand size is, is an indirect correlation to accuracy or, I think, like fumbling, I, about, I, I don't know. No, I, it, maybe a little bit, but I think they also worry about, um, like the ability to to throw the rock in cold weather. You ever gripped a football in the cold? I it's impossible. Yeah, no, it's impossible. It's really, it's it's really tough when you when you don't have the and and I you know what I, I, I'm not sure about NFL footballs, actual NFL footballs, because the ones that you see on TV, you ever seen the ones in Dick's Sporting Goods? Yeah. Like this is like an actual NFL game used. Yeah, Have yeah. You pick grabbed one of those. They're huge. I, I feel I well, they're they're big footballs, but like that's not the problem. The problem is they fucking. I feel like they clean them, like they use some sort of cleaner that takes all the tack off of them. Again, I guess like, like go and like this year or just go watch any football highlight. The footballs that they have in the the games in the NFL are much like darker and they look like in much better like conditioned shape than yeah. the ones that they sell at dick sporting goods sure the ones that they sell at dick sporting goods look like uh, like a pre a pre-humidor football yeah it's also <laughs> yeah it's also um i think that the nfl teams can bring their own balls i think i think the nfl teams are like this is the bag of footballs that we're going to use and i think they mud rub them to a certain extent or they at least treat them with something 
they're allowed to, and then the balls get sent in to the, uh, the referees, and the referees approve the balls or disapprove the balls. And honestly, if you're Kenny Pickett, I mean, all you have to do is get by at an, at an above-average level for three to five to seven years, win two Super Bowls, and then just deflate the footballs like Tom Brady, and then you'll have a great grip. That's all you have to do. So I don't care about his small hands. Just get by, win a couple rings, get away with whatever you want, deflate the footballs like Tom Brady, and then be the greatest. The teams. What? Yeah. Videotape the other teams. Yeah. Film the other teams' practices. Uh, like steal, simple shit. Steal their signals through the headsets when you're playing at home and deflate the footballs. And then you go on to win six more Super Bowls. It's really simple, simple stuff. So, uh, yeah. Steelers got an A minus. Everybody from an A above is is a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say it's it's concerning for the rest of the league, but the Ravens were already really good and they got an A plus. The Jets got an A plus, but they're trying to get better. The Eagles made the playoffs; they got an A plus. The Chiefs were graded with an A. The Packers were graded with an A. The Cowboys were graded with an A. Like, if I'm the rest of the league. Take some fucking notes, guys, because clearly the Cowboys were really good last year. The Packers were really good last year. The Chiefs, obviously really good. If you can be a good team and you can draft well, in the NFL, the draft is, like, so important. It's so important how well you do in the NFL draft as a franchise. And when you look at the top five or top six on this great uh, grade sheet here, Ravens, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Cowboys – Cowboys won the division. Packers won the division. Chiefs won the division. I think the Ravens, if they didn't, they got close. Eagles uh, made the playoff. Like, if I'm looking at the rest of this sheet, Jared, like a team that kind of stands out to me on this grade sheet, ranked 30th out of 32 is the LA Rams. They don't have OBJ. They don't have Von Miller. They graded, they're graded a C- minus in the NFL draft. I mean, I know they picked all the way down at 31 or 32 in the first round. Maybe they didn't, right? Actually, you know what? They didn't because they got they had to trade their first round pick to the Lions. So, again, they might have picked in the second. It doesn't matter. Make the most of your picks. And that this thing takes that into consideration. It takes in if you pick late, how do you use those picks? Clearly, the Rams didn't do very well. And then the most interesting one that a lot of people – were skeptical about the pa- the Patriots are getting really really low uh, draft grades as well. They took a guard named Cole Strange with their first pick, and people are like, "Who?" I think he was out of like Chattanooga or something. And yeah, they got some str- they got some Strange in the first round. Yeah, they got, they got a little bit Strange. Like, yeah, just a touch of Strange in the first round. Which yeah, is, you know, everyone loves some Strange. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how you can grade you can grade these guys with a C minus when it's fucking Bill Belichick. How many times has he drafted somebody strange, and they've turned into a fucking star? You know what I mean? So yeah, they, I don't know. They do seem to they do the Pats just seem to always be able to pull that shit out. It's yeah, really frustrating actually. No, it's it's it was more frustrating too, and they had fucking Tom, Tom Brady. Was, yeah, yeah. When Tom was there. It was almost fucking unacceptable. Yeah, it was kind of like, how like, are they still doing this? Like, I don't understand. But, um, because of, well, because they're because they were cheating. So, who was your? <clears throat> all right, Ryan, let me ask you this. Let's hear it. Let me let me ask you this. Who was your favorite pick? that you saw in the first round 2022 NFL draft picks. I liked Aiden Hutchinson at two, obviously. I liked. I liked Garrett Wilson to the jets. And I don't think it's going to do a whole lot for them, but I liked the Lions trading up to 12 and taking Jamison Williams from Alabama. I liked, you know what? Here, here, here's what I'll say, actually. The picks on the other side, Jared, that I hated. Oh, my God, I hated. I hated Drake London to the Falcons. 
Drake London's a good receiver, but he was not the best receiver in the NFL draft this year. He was probably the fourth best on most people's books. And for the Falcons to reach up that high and take him above Chris uh, Garrett Wilson, above Chris Olave, above Jamison Williams, bad pick, bad pick. I didn't like... I didn't like Kayvon Thibodeau to the Giants, the defensive end from Oregon. The word was, didn't. I didn't like that pick. The word uh, from Todd McShay was that Kayvon Thibodeau had an historically bad interview with them, and they still drafted him anyways. Not good to hear that when you hear a historically bad interview and you could go ahead and fucking draft him. I'll be honest, Jared, I didn't love the first pick in the draft. I didn't love Trayvon Walker. He's a good defensive player, but I feel like a lot of the times that happens where a guy just starts trending upwards all of a sudden, all the way up and leading up until the draft. And again, I mentioned it before, but I don't care if his like 40 yard dash time was faster. I don't care if his broad jump was longer. That stuff to me doesn't correlate. What correlates is Aiden Hutchinson putting up definitive quantitative statistics, tackles for loss, sacks, quarterback pressures, fumbles. That stuff you can quantify. And if you compare Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker side by side on a piece of paper, it's not even close. And a lot of cases, Trayvon Walker looks like he's not even a first round pick. So for him to trend up that high, I get it. But. I don't, I don't love that pick. I don't love Trayvon Walker to the Jags. I don't love Thibodeau to the Giants. I don't love Drake London to the Falcons. The rest of these picks I can live with. I think it was good for the Seahawks to take an offensive tackle. I think it was good for uh, the Eagles to get a defensive tackle in Jordan Davis. I think the Chargers getting offensive tackle help helps them out a lot. I actually, Jared, really like the Traylon Burks pick, the wide receiver from Arkansas to the Titans because the Titans just traded uh, A.J. Green. Or, I mean, uh, not A.J. Green, uh, A.J. Brown. <laughs> Same <laughs> A.J. and then throw a color out, whatever his fucking last name is. A.J. Brown, A.J. Purple, A.J. Green. No, A.J. Brown, and uh, they traded him, and they needed a big stocky wide receiver presence and they got that with Traylon Burke so I like that pick a lot um I think the last thing that is like the the craziest thing about the NFL draft for me Georgia actually let me make sure I get this number right while I'm counting it one two three four five is that right? Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis. Yeah, let me let me I'll probably just uh Georgia defense first round draft picks. Okay, so that was right. So the craziest thing about the NFL draft this year is that the Georgia defense had five dudes drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Five dudes. And looking back, thank fucking God they won the national championship. Because if you have five dudes go in the first round of the NFL draft on one unit and you don't win the national championship, that's a catastrophic failure. So good for them. They deserve to win it last year, clearly, because that uh, that NFL defense, basically, that they had, they basically had an NFL defense. And... They won it, and they beat Alabama, and yeah. I think a lot of times that's what it takes to beat a team like Alabama or a team like uh, a high-powered Carolina Panthers offense in 2016. What take? How do you beat the MVP? How do you beat the MVP quarterback? Well, you have an all-time defense. Or how do you beat an all-time offense? Or uh, how, let's say, how do you beat a, a team like Georgia's defense? Well, you have to have everybody healthy and you have to have a bunch of first round picks Alabama lost Jordan uh Jamison Williams in the first quarter of that game they lost John Mechie in the uh SEC championship so you can't 
you can't beat all all time greats unless you are all time great. So good for Georgia. They they tore it up this year. Alabama had two first rounders. SEC had twelve first round picks. That's the other thing, Jared. After the NFL draft this year, well, let's say this: before the NFL draft, we all talked about how it's lacking the star power that maybe some other drafts would have, especially a quarterback, running back, etc. But because of that. There's a lot of defensive players, a lot of offensive linemen, receivers. And that's where a lot of football games are won, on the defensive side of the ball, on the outsides, uh, on the line. So with 12 players getting drafted from the SEC this year, if there's anybody on the planet that would argue that the SEC isn't the best conference, you're wrong. You're just wrong. It's the best conference for football. Everybody always says, whoa, why is there so much SEC bias? Because it's the fucking best. It's the best. By far. And it might be a little bit top-heavy, but so are the rest of the conferences. So, I mean, you have guys coming out of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Florida. Like, dude, Arkansas. It's fucked. It's completely fucked. But good for the uh, good for the SEC. I fucking love SEC football. I love Alabama. Roll fucking tide. Let's move on from the NFL draft and move on to D Hop, Jared DeAndre Hopkins, suspended six weeks from the NFL for violating the the drugs policy, whatever you want to you know the PEDs. He tested positive for performance enhancing drugs and. He was humble enough to come out on Twitter and social media in general with a, an official statement. My 10-year career, I have never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. Very mindful of what I put in my body. I have always taken a holistic approach, so I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. Even as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize. To the Cardinals, fans, teammates, organization, never want to let my team down and fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have information, I will share it. Uh, I never really know what to make of guys when they come out with statements like that and they say, like, oh, you know, I didn't take anything consciously. It's like, like, how? How did you... How did you manage to get whatever that was in your body? I don't know, man, because I feel like with PEDs, there's like trigger shit and a lot of those supplements that these guys take. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. Who knows? I what did what did like they said trace elements of something, but like what did he what did he pop for? What what was it? Was it like like did they tell you on the report? No, it just I think it just was like trace elements of uh, one of the banned substances or something. So. I mean, I just, I'm just so, I'm always just so confused because these guys have so many resources, professional trainers, professional chefs. They're all working to make sure that these guys get the best nutrition and regimen possible all while making sure they don't take something or eat something or fucking sniff something illegal and even more so when it's a high profile guy like deandre hot like if it was a if it was a backup receiver or a or a practice squad i don't know like how does deandre hopkins test positive and why is nobody else that's why i just don't have a i don't have a sympathetic approach to this when the guys are like i i swear i didn't do anything it's like dude then how the fuck did it happen man because no one else is testing positive, and they're all just as high profile as you. They all have the same resources. They're all doing the same training. How did you get trace elements, even trace elements? And I understand you can appeal the process, and maybe sometimes it comes up as a false positive, but it's not the case here. And he wasn't... I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense my, to me. My thing is... Let them all fucking juice. How about that? <laughs> 
I guess you could do that how about, too. How, how, how about how about that take, Ryan? Let them all juice because one, the steroid era was the best era in baseball. Two, true. I want to see fucking more Bill Romanowski's ripping people's heads off across the field. <laughs> you're paying you paying these guys enough money. Let them get out there and juice it up a couple times. But in reality, what I look at is like people fucking get on professional athletes' asses, and yes, they do have access to beautiful facilities um trainers to come go get rubbed down and, and any type of p or uh yeah like pt type of shit they need uh they have access to the wonderful nutrition yes there's all that to be said but that even with all that being said how many times have you just popped out of bed as not a professional athlete that's played for fucking 15 years and your back is just gridlock traffic I just get in it. the morning you you go play you go play a, a single round and i'm like i just don't i hardly like have i don't feel bad for or I, um i don't feel like it's wrong like for them to take some sort of pe like ped type of shit to help their bodies recover i get i guess i'm like the like the sense of like cheating if like there's other athletes that aren't doing it they could be pissed off but i mean the, the rule of the world is survival of the fittest and like you you see it these guys are getting paid out the ass they're putting meat on the table for like you know generations to come so I, I I totally get why guys juice and like under what under that type of pressure to potentially sign a big contract at some point, which he obviously already did. It's kind of weird that he's doing it at this point in his career because it's like, dude, you're, you made it, right? You made like your money. exactly. Like, that's you what... know, like like it's more like I feel like it's more likely for like an up and coming guy. That's what I just yeah. It's, it's, like, not, it's like it just doesn't make you've already like his name by himself could make him another five to seven years in the NFL and another 50 to a hundred million dollars, just his name, Deandre Hopkins. So yeah, not to be a dick. He could, he, could, he could literally Larry Fitzgerald it and just be like fucking 40 still playing. Like he could, he could turn into fucking Kelvin Benjamin and be a fucking fat fuck walking around the, the, the facility, but he'd be cashing checks because he just has to go out and play. And by the way, he's has Kyler Murray as his court. Like, dude, I just, all-time frustration right there like if i'm a cardinals fan holy shit how pissed are you it's already like wavering uh kyler murray is he gonna get traded he doesn't really like it there but then he's gonna stick around and they got boat raced in the playoffs last year it's like okay deandre hopkins is coming back let's just get everybody healthy jj watts coming back and he's gone for six games now, will the six games decide the Cardinals season? Probably not. I, we don't know the schedules yet. They haven't come out. They but, did look kind of like shit, though, last year without him on the field. Well, they look like shit at the end of the year, and that's Cliff Kingsbury's whole thing when he's has he's been a head coach is that he's always started his season strong and then looked like dog shit towards the end of the year. So maybe it's the reverse. Maybe it's the reverse. <laughs> Yeah, what a horrible fucking coach. <laughs> now he's actually been pretty good. Uh, so that's that's gonna cover D Hop, Jared. NBA playoffs. Celtics, Bucks, Golden State, Memphis, Seventy Sixers, Heat. And Mavericks, Suns. Heat take a one nothing lead on the 76ers as they all as they played yesterday. Suns and Mavericks played yesterday. Suns take the one nothing series lead with Devin Booker returning. Luka Doncic, no big deal. 45 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. And here's a fat fucking L for you. Uh, Bucks, Celtics going on right now. Bucks took a one nothing series lead in that game, in that first game of the series. Warriors Grizzlies Warriors took a one nothing lead in that series. So interestingly enough, the Heat in the six seventy sixers series, the Heat's the home team, they took the lead. Suns are the home team, they took the lead. Bucks Celtics, Celtics were the home team in that first game, they took the L, and the Grizzlies were the home team, and they took the L. We already know how it's unfolded for one game apiece, Jared, but quickly here, what would be your predictions for the series that have gone on 
that are in progress, I guess you could say. One game apiece in progress. Heat 76ers, who's winning that series? We already know Heat are up 1-0. I think, I, I think the Heat, because, I, because of Embiid, and Embiid's got his torn thumb, and they need him to be really successful. James Harden just doesn't have the same type of juice he used to have. He's not as explosive. The Heat are playing really good. They're just a complete team. There's no one like super sexy. Like Jimmy Butler's their sexy guy, you know. And Jimmy Butler's like a 22 point average guy because he he's a he, I feel like he's more of a team player. He'll dish the ball. He'll be an elite scorer at times. But he'll dish the ball out. And I think he has a 45 point playoff game this year. But like during the regular season, he didn't. He he didn't. It's it's like he's like a selfless guy. Seems like he doesn't care about just dropping 30 every night like uh, like there's one thing to be said about when we watch when i watched luca yesterday yeah he dropped 45 guy's ridiculous but he takes some shots that like i guess you could take when you score 45 like nobody can really bitch at you but like he takes some shots where like you can just tell he's he dribbles the shot clock out long enough to like looking for a shot that it fucks up the possession for the offense granted the team he when you score 45 like i said you have you like who's who's gonna bitch at you you know but there's just times where i watch him where i'm like hey um i i i'm not sure what to think about this uh celtics bucks matchup because the bucks without chris milton made the celtics kind of look like shit so like but like the celtics have been looking really good um I don't know if so. Like I'm, I'm kind of a toss up there, but I kind of feel like if Middleton gets back at all, I'm not sure if he's supposed to. Um, if if Middleton comes back at all, they might win that series. Because Boston easily could do it. Like if Tatum just starts fucking going off, but like I, I, at the same time, Giannis, Giannis covering Tatum is a fucking issue for them. So uh, I'm gonna just probably go with the Bucks there. The Warriors Memphis series. I don't know. I think I think the experience of the Warriors, like just the, the that core group of guys is, is gonna win that series. I do I, I and obviously like Steph Curry's the best shooter ever, but like I think yeah, he's okay. He's average. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think that that young team actually has like that younger uh, Memphis team actually has a little bit more like explosiveness between Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Ja Morant, and Desmond Bain. They're missing like a like a oh, and you know who is actually I think is uh, Brandon Clark been playing center for them because with Brandon Clark I like him so much more uh, so much better than Stephen Adams. I, I think he's been playing center for them. I don't know. I don't but know. He's, well, anyway, anyway, I think that team's actually more explosive. I just don't know if they're going to get it done with their inexperience. And I'm going to take Golden State because of that. Um, who, are the, who are the Suns playing right now? Suns and Suns, uh, Dallas. Suns are playing uh, Dallas. I don't know. I think I think Phoenix wins that series as well. I, I hate to it's I hate to be going with all the teams that have already won the won a game, but Phoenix, like. They kind of they kind of made the guys that had been successful for uh, Dallas look like shit. Devin Booker looked really good. Um, like Luca's shooting all the time, but like I think that the only way that the that Dallas has a chance to beat Phoenix is if they get guys like Jalen Brunson, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, like um, just like the, the other guys that are scoring for them more involved early. Rather than it being so, so much Luca ISO, I think that's the only way that Dallas wins that. That has a chance to win it. But Phoenix is looking. Phoenix looks really good, and they're at full strength. DeAndre Ayton's playing really fucking well, which I'm sure he's he's telling Phoenix he's giving the Phoenix owners a big old fuck you right now because they told him that he like they you know he was the number one overall pick a couple years ago right out of Arizona I think who DeAndre Ayton he was number one overall I'm pretty sure. Uh, was he? DeAndre Ayton. Round I... one, pick one. Wow. Really? That's what it says. Jeez. No, I mean, I believe 20... you. Let's see. 2018 draft. I believe you. 
Oh, that's what I'm looking at. I want to see what they do. Yeah, he was. He was the number one overall pick out of Arizona. So DeAndre Ayton, yeah, it's kind of kind of a weird like number one overall pick. Like you wouldn't, you'd be kind of surprised. Luca went number three. The Hawks. I didn't know that. We're learning. We're learning. The Luca, Hawks. Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr. These guys all moved around a lot. But anyway, um, DeAndre Ayton's been playing really good, and I think this last year he wanted he was looking for like a max extension. And the uh, Phoenix owners were like, fuck you. Like, you're not worth you're not worth that money. And then he's just been balling out in the playoffs so far. He's like really like learned how to do his little but I always thought he was a shitty shooter when I watched him, but he's really learned how to do his little like uh turnaround jumper. But anyway, I think Phoenix wins that because once again, a lack of a big man. DeAndre Ayn's a much better big man than Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleber, although Maxi Kleber was shooting lights out the other night. Um Philly, Miami, Miami wins that series strictly because I don't think they're going to have Embiid back in time, or I don't know if he's going to play with the mask. But that mixed with the thumb makes me think that Miami's just going to power, power through. Um, Golden State's going to out-experience Memphis. Memphis is going to put up a really good fight in that series, though, and probably win one or two games. Um, they could even, I, I could see that even going further. Um, and I think if Boston doesn't show up and Giannis really takes over in Milwaukee, then or in that Milwaukee series, and Milwaukee wins that. But tough to say right now when uh, Boston's kicking the shit out of them already tonight. Yep. So I think like that, like they obviously can do it. I think Robert Williams is actually a, if he doesn't get into foul trouble on like any on guarding Giannis, it's a pretty good matchup. I, I don't know if they had him covering him the other night, but um, I feel like he should be because he was like one of the top shot blockers in the game. I think that's that's a better matchup than them trying to like stick Jason Tatum on him, even though Jason Tatum's a pretty damn good defender. Sure. But, uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my that's kind of my take on it. Um, it's all fucking rigged though, so who knows what will happen. <laughs> that's also true. I think that's one thing you guys have to take into consideration is like, which team would produce the most revenue for the NBA? And in the Warriors Grizzlies series, like it's obviously the Warriors. You know, so that series, Grizzlies just don't have a chance. Uh, but either way, yeah, they, either the way, NBA gets their NBA gets their rocks off on saying the Splash Brothers over and over again. Yeah, and Draymond Green just fucking linebackering people and then complaining about how he's getting flagrant fouls. Dude, he is so fucking annoying. I don't think I'd like him on like he's one of those players that people will say like, oh, you love him when he's on your team, you hate him when on another team, like a fucking uh, Pat Beverly type of guy he's very he's very pat beverly ish that should be a i think he, yeah i think he puts up a little bit more statistic wise yeah like he's a better player you know patrick yeah, beverly he's, is just he, a demon and he just good, runs around like a little fucking gremlin and uh i don't know he just doesn't doesn't quite put up the contributions that when draymond's at his peak i think you know he's actually a pretty good player, but yeah, no, he does. He's not a scorer. He's not. He's not a guy that's gonna score. Yeah, like Draymond scores like fucking eight to twelve points, but he'll have six assists and nine rebounds. And you're like, oh, sure. But like, it's hard for me to like like Draymond because he's just so fucking annoying. Oh, he's oh, he's he got, so unlikable. He got he got kicked out of that game and just was cheering and going all wild. It's like, dude. I fucking despise you. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm thinking about NBA. I uh, good to mention. I know we're not huge hockey guys because it's just hockey playoffs. Fucking yeah, we're not. We don't fucking chug maple syrup in the morning. We don't. Yeah. Wake, we don't wake up and we don't, row our canoe to the fucking maple syrup. We don't wake up with fucking, fucking dip between our toes and fucking. And what other weird things do Canadians do? Oh, Canadians? Well, we don't call our fucking ham bacon because it's ham. And then we yeah. we actually get the fat part of the pig and fucking saute it in a pan, and that's bacon. We don't fucking take sliced ham and call it bacon. doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I fucking I just picture a Canadian people just wake up in the morning and they, we don't, they just go to this. They go to some fucking lake that's just called Minnetoba something. Yeah. Minnetonka. We don't. Tonka mean. We don't. Tonka mean new. We don't take a fucking. Uh, we don't take a. Uh, dog sled, 
to fucking work every morning. Mush, yeah. mush, I, mush. I picture, the, I, I picture them getting up and they and they kind of like, they kind of uh, they 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 rinse off in the lake and then they put on they put on some fucking ice lake too. Like, a, like it's frozen it's over, kinda, but they punch a hole it's in it. It's very icy and it's very foggy. It's a beautiful nature scene there for sure. And and they just and like, but they put on like a slightly more like feminine uh, lumberjack outfit, and then they fucking row their canoe to the syrup, syrup factory that is that is pound maple syrup. That's what they do. That's what I'm. I might be paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure I read this in a textbook at one point. If and if that's what we were to do every day, then we would tell you that hockey playoffs are starting. <laughs> so, yes. So so no, it, yeah. If we went off on tangents about the stupid shit. Yeah, that's how we probably started off, right? Because the hockey playoffs are starting, and the Avalanche are the favorites. Does that mean they're going to win it? Probably not. But fuck it, who knows? Uh, yeah, playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is the most electric playoffs, in my opinion. If you have a team, yep. If you have a team, you have to have some sort of fucking stake in it, because it's like I don't know. Another thing about hockey, way more fun to watch live. Oh yeah. I'd argue it's probably sure. uh, arguably the most it, entertaining sport to watch in person. Arguably. It's definitely a de- definitely a biggest jump from TV to in person. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, football TV like, like football is like, really fun to watch in in person because I I know what's going on, but for my girlfriend, she's like, "Where's the fucking yellow line? Like what what's a like where does it holding? Like we're watching on TV. I could see it sort of in person, but I also on TV, I'm kind of like I see a guy break off to the outside and the defensive tackle like throws his hands up and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a holding. But on at the game, I wouldn't be able to see it with baseball. I love we both love baseball, so we're both cool with watching it in person. A lot of people say it's brutal in person. TV's better. Basketball, I think way better pitching. in person. It's fun to watch pitching on TV or in person. It's fun. To, yeah. No, uh, on TV it's a lot better to watch pitching on TV because you just I think if you don't appreciate baseball, you need to go and sit right above the dugout or behind home plate. And so you can actually comprehend how fast the ball's coming in. Cause on TV, it looks like he's just lobbing these little fucking lollipops up there. And these guys are swinging at us. Balls is hissing. Yeah. It's it's, these guys are throwing bullets. Basketball, I think is better in person because you can at least appreciate the physical nature of the sport. I just I hate watching basketball on TV. I hate it. There's there's two sports there's two sports that make their and their production make the arena or court feel way bigger than it is. And I think football football makes a, a like watching football on TV it's something about not having the full full pain of or the whole the full you know panorama of the whole, the field going on. For you to totally understand, but like they'll make a like a fifty yard pass when you're on when you're watching fucking red zone on a Sunday. Yeah, it looks a like fifty he... yard pass. It looks like there's a two hundred fourteen yards. You're like, oh my, that was amazing. And then like you could go out to a football field right now with like the markers and throw a ball like roughly fifty yards. Yep. And be like, oh, it really? Like it wasn't really that far. But on TV, it's fucking it's the Daytona five hundred. That's how long it is. And I think basketball as well makes the court look somewhat bigger on tv than when oh, you yeah. watch in person oh it's so when tiny it, when you watch it in person it looks like they're because those guys are fucking huge dude. yeah it's, dude, it's a like, 90 foot 92 feet or something the nba court or 96 and, got, and these guys are like six seven, seven feet, yeah it's seven feet long dude you've so seen it like, with Giannis. Oh. Giannis will catch a ball at the free throw line and take two steps and he's in the other in the other yeah uh, and paint. then he'll just dunk and you're like jesus yeah it's yeah Oh uh, yeah, so don't worry. He, he he gets he gets to make two hundred million dollars, but it wasn't. He didn't have any unfair advantages or anything. He's just the, <laughs> yeah, the most athletic, seven. He's just the most athlete, seven one most athletic guy on earth. Seven. Yeah, he's a fuck. He's a freak. Yeah, I got I got Celtics finishing the Bucks in seven. I got the Warriors in five. I got the Heat in five and the Suns in five. That's what I got. So. That uh, it's gonna do it. Do it for our generic American sports talk, Jared. What I one piece I wanted to touch on. Just drop a little nugget in here before we end the episode. For those of you who listen, we appreciate it. 
and this is directed at anybody who's listening and to Jared. If you don't watch Formula One, I don't blame you, but you should because I watched the whole Netflix documentary series on it, four seasons. Each season of the show is a season in the Formula One racing season. Formula One is entertaining in itself because of how fast the cars go and they're not just driving in circles like NASCAR. They do, they weave, they bob. It's a lot more strategic. Also, I saw a YouTube video after I watched the Netflix show about the logistics of a Formula One racing team. Holy fucking shit. The logistical nightmare that is Formula One, Jared. These teams have to travel with nine freight trucks worth of equipment and personnel there's 50 60 70 people on each one of these formula one teams they they go back-to-back weekends with a race in the middle east they go practice friday qualifying on saturday the race is on sunday and then their next race practices on friday in australia in a span of seven days, they will go from the Middle East to Australia, and they have to transport all of this bullshit, 55, 60, 70-plus people, the driver, the car. They have to assemble the car. They get to the track. They practice. Every track is completely different and unique. The cars are going a million miles an hour. People will fucking die, by the way, driving Formula One cars. Like, they will, just like any other motorsport, people will die. I All I'm saying is I will be at the qualifying uh, races this weekend for my job on Saturday. And I am very excited because it's fun. It's like a, it's like a global phenomenon. And these teams, by the way, also Jared, they bring in like $500 million in revenue every year. And the drivers, people are like, Oh, the drivers are, you know, just like driving like Lewis Hamilton makes $40 million a year to drive a car. So it's legit. It's not, it's no bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I fuck. Uh, <clears throat> it's just, I consistently get pissed off about how much, like, trying to fathom how much money these fuckers make. And it's, it's cool though. Like, Formula One, those guys are fucking rock stars. But for, it's just those, it's like those, the only, the one weird thing about it is I've, I've only ever heard like two names out of it, you know? Same here. Because I, I don't, I, I don't follow it. You hear Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And that's it. So it's like it's it doesn't feel like as competitive, but like also it's kind of like it kind of reminds me it has like futuristic like like version of horse racing vibes <laughs> to it. Like the like the events are super cool and like swanky as fuck. Like I've seen like yeah Monaco the people, the yeah people at, yeah the people that are at these like Formula One events like there's fucking cheese there and there's bad bitches. And there's yeah no and it's like there's it's celebrities cool. it's like, it's, it's, yeah yeah it's celebrities it reminds me of like the kentucky derby yeah like, you know when when these these big races and i'm like it's kind of is it's like the future of it it's like we just don't have like horse racing was a thing back in the fucking well it's yeah, it, what, it is similar too. Came, right? it, was, it was it was a sport of kings and, and now instead of horses we have fucking rocket cars yeah it's similar too the because the funding like yeah. the funding for it too is like if you have a really good trainer in horse racing expensive trainer who knows what he's doing he'll train the horse to be a high performer if you have a lot of money in a formula one team you're going to be producing a higher higher performance out of your car so it is it is kind of similar i could see the similarities but at the same time it's a really fucking stupid comparison and i wouldn't suggest you say it ever again but that's (laughs) it's actually it's actually pretty similar it's actually i haven't really thought about that but yeah it's kind of the same it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like modern, it's like the modern day horse racing. Day. Yeah. It's, it's just a form. It's a form of racing. It's just, I don't know. That's what it reminds me of. It's, it gives off those vibes. Yeah. I think the one, the one thing about racing that I've always had the mantra about, like in my head is that it's just, there's not a lot of strategy. It's just driving. Even if it is formula one, it's just driving. But dude, the, the strategic timing of pit stops, tires, when you draft on people, when you, decide to push because they don't have just unlimited power and gas and battery power and tire tread. Like they have to be selective and they have to be strategic about how they choose to use their, their car and, and everything. So 
it's really a, it's an interesting sport. I would recommend you guys check it out or get into it. But this weekend, the race is in Miami. So it's the only you uh, every year the United States gets one Formula One race. This is the one. So it should be pretty exciting. I am excited to get the qualifiers. Check it out if you haven't. And otherwise, it's going to do it. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast, episode 24. <sighs> Got a lot of sports action, Jared. I want football season, I will say. I desperately want football season. I just miss football. It'll be here soon-ish. Not really, but we love football. It'll be, it'll be here before you know. Next, uh, not next week, uh, May 12th. Which is, yeah, next Thursday, uh, they're releasing the NFL schedule. So that'll be a fun thing to talk about. See which teams match up with which cross-conference rivals and stuff like that. So either way, thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out our website, phenomenalfan.com. Go to our shop, buy our merchandise. For those of you guys watching on YouTube, which is not many of you. Most of you will be listening. I'm wearing the Phenomenal Fan Media crew neck right now. So check out our shop. Check us out on Patreon. Subscribe to get exclusive content on Patreon. Check us out on OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Shaking our shit for dollar-dollar bills. Yeah, I mean, fuck, if it comes down to it, might as well. Either way, we appreciate you guys tuning into the uh, Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We'll catch you guys on episode 25. Jared, it's always a pleasure. <laughs>